You could have heard this episode 48 hours early on our Patreon, patreon.com slash IndieHeadsPodcast. By joining us for as low as $1 a month, you receive episodes early and get access to our Discord server. All recommended episodes will be on our Patreon feed 48 hours before it hits our public podcast feeds. But if you're hearing this through our Patreon feed, we thank you so much for your support. And especially want to thank our Real Ones patrons, including Beck Etienne, Jordan Mikowski, James Boss, Holiday Kirk, Marcy Anime, Chance Holdup, Josiah Duncan, Jenna, Matt Cameron, Great in the Back of My Dragula, Pablo Escobar's Hippos, Jackson Chris, Jeremy Bull, Andrew Grieve, JP, Matthew Taylor, Breen Hare, Drew Wharton, I Like Books, Sarah Moore, Max Kapazinski, Mark Barry, Cal50, The Pee Pee Poo Poo Fairy, Chris Wade, Midwest Maxwell, Kevin John, Jake Wald, Keep Autism Weird, Rob Marino, Max, Dylan, Zach, Gavin490 Freak, and Maze Farms. To become a real one, consider supporting us for $5 a month on Patreon, receive a bonus episode every month, and get a shout out at the top of the pod. Anyways though, enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Indie Heads Podcast. I'm your host, Maddie Monroe, here with Max and Britt and very special guest, uh, friend of the pod for, for quite some time now, Sarah. Welcome to the pod. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Uh, for, for those who do not know Sarah, uh, Sarah, of course, uh, IRL friend of, of Max and AJ. And if you're in the Discord, uh, you know Sarah as the mother of uh, PB and Pepper other pepper not max's pepper the other pepper peanut uh, the, butter peanut butter and frankie I, and frankie i still don't understand why you didn't name the um peanut butter ethernet cord that was a good name she has many names it's okay uh i love peanut butter uh one of my favorite cats it just one of my favorite cats working today pretty easy um but there- there's one on tiktok that i've been following a lot recently and his name her name is wisp and she looks like a little like messed up napkin it's incredible Ooh, she's I, so great there's a similar one that i felt called alf who, who's also just like just one of the scruffiest looking boys i've ever seen in my entire life but we're not here to talk about the hierarchy of tiktok cats we are here today to talk about some very sad songs as I think max we could spend 45 seconds on alf but um, I mean, do you, I mean, I can pull up Alf real quick on real, real I, quick. I, uh, a yeah, couple, a quick, a quick hitter of Alf. Let's go. Let's a quick, let's get, let's yeah, a quick what, hit of I uh, Alf. Up, I want to look at Alf, but can you also look up Wisp while you're here because Alf yeah, is yeah. a kitten. Oh, okay. I was talking about alien life form, but we can look at the cat too. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. That's evil. That is the grungiest looking little oh. cat. Baby. <laughs> That's Alf. Oh, okay. Aww. Let me see if I have a new, a newer one. You can, you can hear his meow. That's very cute. You like making TikToks with me, big baby? Oh, you're so mean. Wow. Aww. You're so smooshy. Oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry to our listeners that you're hearing uh, an adorable cat <laughs> meow. Uh, this is a great podcast episode. Wisp you look like a yeah. gremlin. Oh, is this? Oh, oh Wisp. Very oh, I think I've seen Wisp. Qualities. Oh, I love Wisp. Wisp is so just angry and full. Like he gets so, she gets so messy. Oh my and God. Her, uh, she can't, like she has trouble with with pooping right now. So she gets Aww. really like bloated and They're chubby. They're tiny. Oh, she's so small. Oh, adorable. She's so cute and very opinionated and wants dinner all the time. 
Mm-mm. As cats are, are are bound to do. But yep. we are here to talk about some sad, sad songs that uh, Max and Sarah have put together. So, um, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, the theme is sad songs, but these are these are all songs that are all very, very popular songs. These are uh, pop songs that are that try to deal with the big sad emotions that we all feel in our in our daily life. You know, uh, you know, breakups, uh, death, grief, love, having to leave somebody. We're we're covering it all here on this getting episode. Bold. We're getting bold, and getting old. um, we're get, we're it's getting old too. That's another one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sarah and, and and Max, I I why why like what prompted you to want to make this playlist for this for the podcast? Um, I think we were at trivia. And See You Again, the first song on the playlist came on. And we were talking about how it was kind of similar in spirit to the one and only Memories by Maroon 5. Of course, of course. Um, And then we were just, you know, shooting the shit, thinking about other songs that are of the same vein. I'm so sad, but I don't have the vocabulary or emotional intelligence to adequately express it. Yeah. So all of these songs uh, we're listening to tonight are by men, and I think that's important for the context. <laughs> of it's this men and Christina Aguilera, an adamant requirement. Yeah, gotta, gotta be, gotta be a dude, gotta be yeah. uh, British, gotta, gotta be crying. Um, yep. Yeah, very European playlist we have in front of us tonight, Great. which maybe maybe is kind of. Uh, It it tells a it tells a story about the quality of the music we're going to be listening to tonight. Shout out to, our Euro, shout out to our European friends that they did not bring the heat tonight. It is not it is not Eurodance for one thing. That, that or is Eurovision true. or Eurovision for that matter. I oh would man! Agree. Oh man! Yeah, Monaco. no, these Europeans are not having fun. Either they're having a lot of fun or they're having no fun at all. I was geeking out the other day with Lily because um, Monaco was just um, allowed back into Eurovision this year. And my boy from, from Formula One, Charles Leclerc, who plays the piano, is co- is probably going to jokingly enter because there's only three people in Monaco. Come on, but that that would rock. I mean, you got it. Rock, you got it. But let's get into it. As Sarah mentioned, our first song of the evening is "See You Again" by Wiz Khalifa, featuring Charlie Puth from the soundtrack of Furious Seven. Uh. This is a song that, of course, when it came out, did not think was very good. And as time has gone on, it is still not very good, but it is very, (laughs) very funny. Even worse. This is what they wrote to memorialize Paul Walker. Yeah. Don't forget this. This is why we have this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say this is probably one of our biggest movie songs of the last decade, besides like maybe like some songs off like the Black Panther soundtrack. I mean, even then, though, this is probably the biggest movie song of the last 10 years. You see the vision. It's like the cousin of memories, you know. My friend died. <laughs> yeah. It's the, I, I don't, know how I don't to think say you goodbye. get memories. Yeah, I, I don't think you get memories without this song coming out first. You know. My, my my first thought listening to this song yesterday was that like the Wiz Khalifa verse here is like the sad version of Ludacris's verse and Baby by Justin Bieber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. Oh my god, you're right. Uh, but the thing is, is that like Ludacris's verse and Baby is kind of so bad, but it's very memorable because of how bad it is, like just how stilted it is. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas Wiz Khalifa, I, like he may as well just not exist on this song. Like this song is, it's the hook and nothing else. The yeah, rap verses are I couldn't just tell you a single thing that Wiz Khalifa says. Who knew? That's yeah. all I remember. Who I knew? also didn't blah, blah, blah. even know that Ludacris was on Baby. Yeah, but I was like oh, an yeah. anti-Justin Bieber person. Like when I when he was like at that Baby phase, like. I was one of the people that watched the special episode of CSI where they killed Justin yep. Bieber and was delighted by it. I was I was going to ask you how many times you watched the clip of him getting shot in CSI. Oh, I love that. I love that gift. I was like 13, so you have to like forgive that crime a little bit, but like now I'm like okay, yeah, no, I'm indifferent towards him and I still also cannot name a single thing that Charlie Puth is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Yeah. Charlie um, has done outside of this song and the something else on this playlist as well. well. I was really into him in like 2011 because of a YouTube video that he made. <laughs> like it was like a, a rap about it was called Haters Follow Me Like Twitter. Oh my. And okay. We're, we're pulling it up right does, now. I stumbled upon it on my YouTube and I was like all about the Charlie Puth train and then he became famous and I was like I was there when it was written let's see haters let's see if it's still up haters follow me like twitter oh boy what Charlie P- he's got the glasses I, oh, I probably no. gun to my head like could recite this word for word uh, we'll, we'll finish this song first but I want to I, I want to hear because I yeah, knew that he was really, a YouTuber before it's he really bad <laughs> but you know when you're in 8th grade that shit hit different <laughs> It all of this hit different when you were like when when you were the age when it came out, and then you didn't learn anything beforehand. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about like uh, blurred lines. It kind of just earworms in my head a little bit, and then it's like, oh, I don't think it's a good song or anything like that. And Robin Thicke is very upsetting, but like the melody does like get in my head when I hear it, and then I'm like, no, like, some. It's Sometimes if I it hear does. it when I'm out, and I'll start singing along, and then I'm like, "Wait, oh yeah, I'll like I'll groove along to it for a second too." I'll be like, "Wait, oh, never mind, mm. delete, no. delete." I never want to see that song, never. <laughs> Again. Uh, but yeah, the song has it, it, it's it's meme. It just becomes such a meme in years that it's just mm. very funny to me. But uh, I don't imagine haters follow me like Twitter is going to be very funny at all. So let's hear what Charlie Puth was up to before the before the hit song. Somehow, um, hi. Um, You know how you think you're so fantastic? Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Um, I just wanted to let you know. um, How should I say this? Oh my god. Everybody know the key with the sound in the trunk. Yeah, I'm going in. I got the fat ass bass Kardashian. I'm a catcher in the rye with no record deal. Call me a spoiled brat. Holding Caulfield. Call me a spoiled brat. Holding Caulfield. Oh my god. Hand up the crown. Escalator. You're going down. Catch me in the town at the local boat. Oh, he's so, he's so swaggy. Does he still have the eyebrow? Does he still have like the like partially shaved eyebrow? Or did he did, did he finally get rid of that? Why are you always acting? Why are you always so, acting? Why are you always acting bitter? Sarah, you probably have more information than I do about this. How did Charlie Puth become famous? What what propelled him? I have was no he, idea. Was he on the ascent before See You Again? I think so. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, can't, can't curse, can't curse, had to bleep. 
had to bleep that uh oh, no. from youtube to the recording oh he's like grace and chance the pickle song what is this oh god oh no we're learning a lot about the yeah. I yeah this I don't know. This guy has fan accounts everywhere. Charles, yeah, because yeah, the one we just watched was Bangladesh. All I know is that me and my best friend were obsessed with haters. Followed me like Twitter, and then I blinked, and he was on the Fast and Furious Seven soundtrack. Did did the did is that bread? <laughs> did the Charlie Puth song? I assume that's referencing, of course, the classic song Gucci Gucci by Crayshawn. It has the famous line, haters follow me like Twitter. I don't know There's if he's a good smart chance. enough for that. Everything's starting to connect. Who threw this pickle at me? That's my eye. Who threw this pickle at me? That's my nose. I tried to keep calm. Okay, this is, I feel like we shouldn't be, like, this is not something that we should be, like, this, this, like, I may, I probably have videos like this somewhere floating around online. Not music videos particular, but just, like, bad sketch comedy. And I, and I just don't want to, you know. I don't yeah. want to relitigate, relitigate this with Mr. Pooth. No, I, I, I scrubbed my <laughs> Facebook clean of those kinds of videos like four years wow. ago. Also, uh, I, I can't have having those too exist. many issues that are like hitting too close to home on the level of cringe. <laughs> I I filmed a lot of like sketch comedy esque videos when I was in high school. That like some are online, some are not. Uh, I, I like I said, people know me. I am generally someone that has. Uh, an overall lack of shame when it comes to sharing things that I've made in my youth. Obviously, we, you know, rap, no crush. That alone, like, puts me yeah. up there. Although, of course, as as I've mentioned before, there is another rap song that I did that I refuse to listen to. I did find it a couple months ago, and people in the Discord have listened to it. But I have never, I will never listen to that song very bad don't attempt to find it i'm not giving you any clues whatsoever release but, it on the patreon <laughs> well it's on the discord that's what so i've already done it, that already make it a like hundred dollar exclusive no tier. i don't want anyone just no, not even for money not even for money again the fact that i found it is a miracle the fact that we're just okay you know what this is we're getting way off topic i'm getting again i'm starting to feel sad i'm starting to feel sad for my youth I'm you want to stay with your I, topic? The playlist says stay with me. Yes. So you got to listen to it. I put a I put a video in the the podcast uh chat. Oh no. <laughs> we don't have to watch the whole thing, but Is this what one of those a- so, so 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 Max Stephanie. found like an AI generated <laughs> chin- that basically just does AI generated like watch mojo videos. Of course, every photo here of Wiz Khalifa is AI generated. Is, these are not real photos of of, C- of Wiz Khalifa. Of music and emotions as we uncover twenty deeply touching and insightful facts about Wiz Khalifa's "See You Again." Okay. One, Why does it have fifty-one views? Walker, "See You Again" was created as a tribute to the late this, actor it's Paul a Walker. Mashup a of Wiz Khalifa. In the Fast and There's two of them. Film franchise. The one yeah, that left. Why? Collaboration magic. The song is a collaboration between the fascinating fact? and singer-songwriter Charlie Puth. It's fascinating to me. You, you will find that the, the fact and fascinating See You Again served yeah, as the main me. theme song for Furious 7, adding an emotional layer to the film's farewell to Paul Walker's character. Yup. 4. Heartfelt Lyrics the song's lyrics reflect on the song has heartfelt lyrics. That's what we're all about oh, today. Yeah. Record-breaking chart performance. 
See you again. Why is widespread popularity? I don't what, get what, this. What is, what is with the AI-generated photos of Wiz Khalifa and Charlie really Puth and Paul Walker? That. YouTube sensation. The official music video for the song quickly I really became one hate of the most AI videos thing. Like, on it's, it's a it's really uncomfortable watch. It's not even uncomfortable. Seven. It's just like Emotional I'm at a certain point where video. I'm tired of video features listening of to all of it. From the Fast and Furious movies, creating a poignant visual narrative. None of this is fascinating. Eight. It's all just sentimental stuff melody. I already knew. It's Wikipedia. Again, <laughs> evokes emotions and resonates deeply with listeners. <laughs> we, can yeah. we can stop this at any time. Okay, let's, yeah. Okay, 17. Even in loss, the impact of loved ones No, it's, it's like a, it's like a seven-year-old trying to stretch a book report out to two pages. Extended beyond music. <laughs> Influencing conversations about grief and remembrance. So true. 19. So true. So true. Timeless resonance. Years after its release, See You Again continues to touch new generations. Next generation is only been like one generation that came out. It's been out for eight years. See You Again represents the enduring connection between that's... art, memory, and the heart's okay. ability to find well, solace. Well, let's in give music. AI credit. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. That's a that beautiful is that, is, that is yep. a fascinating fact to end off on. But all right, let's keep it moving. Let's get to our next song, which is "Stay with Me" by Sam Smith. Again, during this period, I, here's the thing. During this period, especially, these are all like you know, uh, 2010 songs. Uh, Sam Smith is is not you know at the, at the at the time, we 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 knew Sam Smith as as a white boy. They are now you know they're non-binary, but just just as an overall statement, white boys were cooking during this era. Were they cooking good stuff? No, absolutely not. But they were surely cooking during this era. They were it was something. a great era to be a white boy. It was a I great, mean, it's not like Sam Smith eras. is cooking anything good right now either. I saw a tweet that was like, Sam Smith sounded good on one Disclosure song and we will never live down the consequences. That really, like, I mean, go, go ahead, Brad, go ahead, Brad. It's like that, how Tumblr like really fed that Megan Trainer hype and now we're all living with the consequences. Like all about that base, we thought it was positive once and then kept playing it and then it exploded. And now here we are with the consequences. I mean, I will say with Sam Smith, they do again here's the thing after that disclosure song nothing but garbage including this song for many many years and then like towards the end of the 2010s they started actually putting out some decent stuff when they were like leaning more like they were able to you know not have like able to kind of stick with this. your indie palette i mean i wouldn't say it's exactly it but like basically like incorporated like okay they saw okay this is the appeal of the disclosure song we can't just I, I'm just not, I'm not a dance artist but I can kind of include some of those textures into my music and that worked out there's a there, the, there was a song with Normani that I thought was pretty good uh and for better or worse uh you know that song that came out last year the the big one uh Unholy it's not very good it's a, it's it's a pretty bad song it but it's interesting so many plays 1.2 it's billion a lot of plays this is true it's bad, but it's at, le at the very least pretty interesting. Uh, even if it's just doesn't really fit Sam Smith's like style or sound, but I appreciate them wanting to branch out. So you know, uh, it's better than this. I'll, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I saw Sam Smith at a music festival in 2015, and my friends did Molly during his set. I'm like that is not the vibe. 
during Mo- rolling yeah, my no. ass off. I'm so sad. Yeah, I'd say just that's just a bad time. This is not a good time, even when I, if I'm not on Molly. No, it's just not like it's not a vibe. I don't like. It doesn't evoke any sadness. It's just like okay, you're sad about a, a breakup. Cool. This is not what I'm going to turn to during a breakup. Yeah, yeah, I heard someone do this at karaoke a couple months ago. Oh and no. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was fine because I was like outside for most of it. Not like I like was trying to uh, leave during the middle of their performance. I just wasn't there for it. But it definitely wasn't much of a karaoke vibe to me. And I still think Sam Smith probably has more artistic integrity, or is probably a. I don't know about ranking artists as quote unquote better, but like I'd probably rather listen to Sam Smith than half of the people on here, which yeah. is I mean, at least like lot. they have like talent. Yeah, they like got a, good, a vocal talent. They're a crooner for sure. And I don't but know. But I'm not in the mood for the crooning. Yeah. Crooning crooning is kind of a lost art, which you know, I have mixed feelings about. I try mm. and croon sometimes, but People don't listen to me. Yeah, because you're a sad, ugly British man, according yeah. to the Zencaster recording. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been I've been test piloting my British accent for audiences. Okay. What you got? What you getting... got? Oh <laughs> no, no, introduce no, no, no. the next song in your British accent. Uh oh. What's the Brian, What's the Brian Pumper quote like? Boom before the cameras. It can't perform. Um, uh, porno bopper. Oh shit, son. Yeah, that's him. Put me on. Uh, what's good, fam? Get me in. They hype, think they got what it takes and want to pursue it. They get in front of lights and cameras and can't do it. I, I am the guy that is in front of the camera and cannot do it. It makes me so mad that you know that. Why? Because why do you know that? <laughs> because I listened to the song a lot of times. Yeah, Sarah, did you did you did you miss Max during the whole no, Brian Pumper? I was there for that. Regrettably, <laughs> it was like it was an trying, era. For it's sure. more like a. Tr- I know you're trying to block it out of your mind, but it's a part of me. I we bonded. Yeah, I, no, I, Gavin, Gavin just... and Max spent so much time in the in there in the Brian Pumper era. They they spent a lot of time on him. <laughs> it was it was distressing to a degree. It's still distressing. Yeah, I asked for a photo shoot at a car dealership for my birthday, and you didn't get it to me, and that's fine. <laughs> but just keep it in mind for next year. Oh my god! Why? Because I wanted to have sick photos of myself next to cool cars. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't oh. disparage my gonger shirt. No, it was <laughs> cool. I did no, get I, you. I really appreciated that. I'm just oh. saying, maybe I can wear that gonger shirt at a car dealership next year. All, right, all, all right. right, all right, we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Track. All right, if if oh if, if, if if Oi Maxi able to do it, bro- I can't see. I can't. No, I can't no hold British it. <laughs> nope. I can't. I can't sustain the. Here's the thing. Like, I can get into it beginning, but I can't sustain it because it turns into like a southern accent or something worse. Like, which is what do I cage and Maddie is like, because I can, I can, <laughs> I could keep myself in cage and Maddie for a little bit longer than that, you know. Uh, but yeah, our next song, you, you start talking it enough and it becomes part of you, exactly. You know, I've, I've just, I just, it just, you know, where Cajun, where Cajun Maddie begins and just regular Maddie ends is just, it's a mystery. 
But yeah, I, I will say, to, to be serious for a moment, this next song we're talking about is is, is I would sad. I would put this next song amongst the top five worst songs that we have ever discussed on this podcast. This is including it's really bad. This is including it's car commercial mm-hmm. number ones. <laughs> This is including adult it entertainment contemporary. This is core. including Brian Pumper. This, this is, is including the dick suck by DJ Dion. This is including R.I.P. R.I.P. King. What I'm saying R.I.P. King. Um, this song is a um, is not amongst the worst songs we've ever talked about on the podcast, but also just in general, like one of the worst pop songs of the 2010s. Like this song is embarrassing, and that song is Seven Years by Lucas Graham. Which let's see if it plays. All right. Which I, I hate that I'm making you all like in this call and in, anyone in this podcast listen to this song. This song is 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 embarrassing. Uh, like, so for some reason, I like the one thing that I have associated with this is that I was when I was working in radio, we had this album like randomly sent to us, like mm. expecting us to play it on college radio, and I'm like. He's not indie. I'm pretty sure it got sent to us too. Like I think they were yeah, like Yeah, it came from it came from one of the the big promoters. So I think th- I think that same promoter also sent us a Sam Smith album. Yeah, the, I and think And I was like I'm not playing this. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things like cover all your bases, which I mean, definitely now I mean, even definitely now compared to like my like 5 or 6 years ago, college stations are more willing to play some more like mainstream pop stuff, but yeah, this stuff no. Like th- th- this is uh this is just uh dreadful. This this song this is... It's crazy that he says buy eleven smoking herb and drinking burning liquor. Why were you doing that? Eleven Eleven What were you doing at eleven? Yeah. It's crazy. When I was that a he's... camp counselor, my like six year old campers loved this song and they would ask me to play it all the time. When you're older, this song might have a little bit of a different meaning. <laughs> okay, hang on, everybody. I did. I just need to make sure you just you just heard this this part of the song. Did you hear the, L- the Lucas Graham part? In, they have a, a shouting out himself, like having some hype man. Shout him out on this on the song you're listening to. Just just as I remember, like, hey, you're listening to Lucas Graham. It is a it is a very uh, stark parallel to memories when they play the audience cheers before. <laughs> what on earth are these album covers too? Okay, yeah. Also, like, do you, are you looking at them on the screen now? Like, because yeah. he's drawing the first one. They're, they're, the they're Rush ass album covers. That's but crazy. then why is he drawing? The same pictures and then like color. He's still like, making funny music in 2023. Yeah, those are boobies with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, with tits nip out. tits out. <laughs> he's he's Danish, right? Yeah. And I, yes. I studied abroad in Copenhagen, and one day, like after our class was over, we were hanging out, watching videos on YouTube, and people put on Lucas Graham music videos. And I was like, oh, this guy kind of sucks. And everyone looked at me like I was fucking crazy. They're like, how dare you insult him? I was like, what? He's you not guys even think one he's guy. Gone? He's multiple. That's not even his name. We said, don't disrespect our Danish Danish man. It's a band. He's not even the guy. His name's not 
Wait, what is the guy's name? His name is like Lucas, Lucas Forkhammer? Forkhammer. Lucas Graham is the name of the band? Yeah. It's the band! What? Fuck. <laughs> what? So yeah, if you ever go to Copenhagen, don't disrespect Lucas Graham. Yeah. Well, I, it's something that I didn't get into too much on the Eurodance episode, but I think especially with music, Europeans, like... They love they love shitting on us Americans for our, our taste and culture, but a lot of the, the European export music is not very good, and they'll try and have you believe otherwise, but I'm not buying what they're putting down. No. I was saying earlier, this song is like a poor man's 100 years by Pfeiffer fighting. Oh, absolutely. It's it, it is it's just a much worse version. It, it, <laughs> the thing when when I listen to this song, I, I think of a number of things. I think number one, this is clearly a man that is struggling with the English language, even though he's speaking it perfectly fine. I I, I feel like he doesn't understand what he's saying. Like it, it, he misses the idioms. <laughs> the idioms, like it, it just it's just it's so clumsy. And I mean. This there's what the, of course there's a number of very bad lines here. Obviously, the ones that Sarah mentioned of like, wait, you were smoking herb and drinking hard liquor at 11 years old. What the fuck is going on? Um, yeah, no, like even in Europe, they don't hand 11 year olds hard liquor. Like no, uh, unless unless you're that bad of a kid, which I mean, hey, at that point. Ooh. But this line here, I made a man so happy when I wrote a letter once. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? I made a man so happy when I wrote a letter once is what so fucking funny. Maybe maybe that's I write maybe my that's boys letters in jail. Oh, yeah. So let's read the verified annotation from from Lucas Graham. Like, I write my boys letters in jail. I send them magazines. I send them cuttings of newspapers. And I go visit them and go through the whole metal detector thing and being strip, strip searched on the way in. Then you sit what? there and have a conversation with one of your childhood friends. And there is a police officer sitting in the room because I'm not allowed to be all alone okay. in the room with my guys. I'm on all the surveillance footage from the bus. The only reason they're not arresting me is because everyone knows what I'm doing. I'm writing songs and touring the world. It's a paradox. It's a big paradox having to leave so many friends behind when you have no, this no, big no, group. Like I said, this reads like a guy who's never been in a jail in his life. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> like, like he's done a... like three movies about what happens when you visit a prisoner. And it's like, yeah, that, that happens to me all the time. That's the... a Danish jail, too. That's not an American jail. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's different. That's a different standard. Why does he think he's going to be arrested if they don't know he's a musician? I don't know if they even <laughs> also, know. Early, in the verse before it says most of my boys are with me some are still out seeking glory yeah some i had to leave behind like okay that's some of them but what most of them are with my him. brother so, i'm still sorry yeah there's a number jail? We're, okay we're just gonna go from the top because we have a number of of officially <laughs> no, no, annotated like, lyrics from lucas graham and this, this man is, is like insane. how fox news was saying that trump got arrested for clout he has like one friend that got arrested on like a drunk driving charge and he visits him and is like, my life is fucking Wait. hard, man. The way it says, my mom never told me, go get yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. This man is capping. He's capping so hard. Okay. He just admitted that he's capping. Yeah, let's 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 go from the top. So of course the first the first the chorus. Here is the verified annotation for the chorus. From Lucas Graham, friends are the family you choose to keep in your life, and you've got the friends that are there since childhood to back you up, but a good friend can walk into your life from nowhere, too. My mom never told me, go get yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. <laughs> 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 
just, just <laughs> it's like that. Like what, what was what the what was the one rapper that was like, down. yeah, no, I've never, I've never shot a gun in my entire life. What was it? Not was it little TJ? Maybe I, I don't know. But just like immediate, <laughs> immediately off the jump, he is lying about the entire song. Like, but but let's see. But like, let's. Uh, <laughs> Seven mom, years is pretty fucking graphic. Listen to the song, and that's what the song is about. Yeah, let's let's get let's continue. <laughs> So my mom never told me, go get yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. My dad never told me, get yourself a wife or you'll be lonely. That is basically two sentences that I derive off of my parents' way of having friends and my parents' way of being a couple. My parents' way of being parents. That's one of the things sometimes that's one of the things sometimes find annoying about music critics. They think it's literal. It's like, come on, dude. But it's also you get this questions. What's the song about? Seven years is pretty fucking graphic. Listen to the song, and that's what the song is about. There is no greater metaphor. But at the same time, it's not all literal. It's basically trying to say, this is what I was shown to do. This was what I was shown to feel and how things should be done. And my parents were amazing as friends and as parents. What the fuck is he talking about? I want to see the what? annotation about smoking urban, drinking, burning liquor. Yeah, let's yeah, do let's... that one too. <laughs> okay. It, let's, it let's really read. sounds like they put like an athlete that's gone He's through a ton of CTE. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so let's my read. first blunt when I was 12. Okay, yeah. Let's, let's, let's read. didn't sound as good as 11. Okay, we gotta remember. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta listen. So let's, let's, read, let's read, this, read this again. In any socially challenged community, intoxication takes on a different form than it does in 9 to 5 society. I think I smoked my first blunt when I was 12. <laughs> I'm from a neighborhood called Christ, uh, Christiana Copenhagen. It's an army base that was abandoned in 1970 and got squad in 1971 by homeless people, hippies, vagrants, junkies, and criminals. During the 1970s, they pushed out all the hard drugs, so it was only weed that was basically left in the neighborhood to be sold in a very small stretch called the Pusher Street. During the 1980s, what? they pushed out the biker gangs and other organized crime organizations. Some of these gangs have crawled their way back into the market, but were basically the only hard drug free weed market in the world if you're not walking to a dispensary in America or Amsterdam. Basically, what? you walk up to a drug dealer on the street and you look at the stuff and you can go to the next guy and look at his stuff and the next guy and look at his stuff and you can always go back to the first guy and buy it there. <laughs> what is this fucking this is true? dealer matchmakers or something? Like, I highly doubt that he is from there though because people don't really people aren't really from there. Yeah. I've been there and people don't really live there. Yeah. But this man is He's Happy, capping so hard. Like, well, let's continue. Uh, so well, I grew. Like, up, I, I gotta read. We, I gotta. I gotta read for the listeners. They, they can't. They can't see the screen. So I gotta read for the listeners. So I grew up in a neighborhood with no police force, no street lights, no cars, no leashes on the dogs. I've never been in a fight, but I've been in plenty of fights with police. What? Okay, you've never been in a fight. Are you talking just like, like you've been arrested a couple of times, or like you've gotten to arguments with police? Anyways. I grew up in a neighborhood with no police force. I've been in plenty of fights with police. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Like, there's no police force, but you've got fights with police? What is going on? Anyways, anyways, uh, which sounds really weird. But where we're from, police would come in and beat the hell out of people. When I smell tear gas, I remember kindergarten times. I know all the tricks to avoid tear gas. Drinking milk afterwards or lemon on the cloth over your mouth. I grew up in war zone because the police used to use our neighbors as a training ground for their oh new God. cadets. So you can see I grew up with, with contempt for authority in such a strong way that the only music that spoke to me was rap music. I've spent the majority of my life trying to stop being angry, and it's very hard sometimes. What uh, in the white boy fuck? Yeah, Jesus Christ. 
Uh, let's see. Never rich, Earth. but we were out to make a safe Uh When we were kids, we collected empty bottles. We had these three-wheel bikes, delivery bikes. We bike around the neighborhood collecting bottles. That was basically our income. We could make like two hundred dollars in a week. Uh, That's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, thank Why thank you, this Lucas. Why is the annotation? Okay. Uh, more so from now. Uh, once I was eleven years old, my dad told me, "Go get yourself a wife, or you'll be lonely." Once I was eleven years old. Here's the verified annotation from Lucas Graham. I had a father who would say, when you see the police, you walk the other way. This guy sucks. You do not engage with them. <laughs> do, don't go down and be like one of the guys in the street. Now, here's the thing. He is capping, of course, but he is right. Do not trust cops. Don't talk to cops, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember the most groundbreaking thing he ever told me and my boys before we went out. Make sure she has a good time. And I didn't understand it when I was young. Hey, but when I yeah. when I got older, I realized what he meant was if she wants to dance and only dance, make it the best damn dance of her life. And if she wants you to walk her home, make sure she feels safe. And I think it's something a lot of men need to understand. It is our responsibility to make sure girls feel safe around us oh, because no. we are physically superior. Maybe not mentally, but we just have to behave. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so run that, run that back, run that back. <laughs> we. <laughs> oh my god! If this she is wants crazy. to dance and only dance, make it the best damn dance of her life. And if she wants she to walk wants her home, one dance, make sure she wants a one dance. Okay, and she needs a one dance, and I need a one dance too. And I think it's something a lot of men need to understand. It is our responsibility to make sure girls feel safe around us because we are physically superior. Maybe not mentally, <laughs> but we just have to behave. What the fuck? Okay, let's continue. We I love the maybe not mentally. We <laughs> come on. I'm, I'm willing to hear an argument. We live in a modern Mount Max. We live in a modern world. We're not allowed to use our fists. We need to talk about things, and we need to be good, respectful men. If she says no, it means no. If I offer you a cup of tea, you might say, "Yeah, I'd like a cup of tea." Then I make you a cup of tea, and you want it with two sugars and some milk. I make that and put it in front of you, but you say, "Yo, you know what?" I actually don't feel like that cup of tea. And then I can take the tea back to the kitchen. I don't force you to drink the tea because you said yes five minutes ago and say no now. That's an analogy that I think a lot of guys need to understand. I mean, <laughs> Learning about consent through whether or not you wrong. want tea or not. Whether or not you need a one dance Should or we two just dance? watch the Lucas Graham Genius music video about this song? I don't think Why there is, is one, but I really hope not. No, there is, I have it. I have you it. You have right it? Here. Yeah. Where here. is it? I'll put it in the Discord. Not yeah. Lucas's real father. Oh, here we go. We have Lucas's real father. Oh my God, he no, looks. He not look, Lucas's real father. He looks like Sandy no, Cohen. Not. He looks like no, Sandy Cohen man. from fucking. No, scroll down. It's not Lucas's real father. Wait. Oh, it's just like they're okay. just lying about anything. They okay. Just okay. It's just okay. This, so this, this is this is again. This someone just. Says. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. We gotta this hear. This is the, crazy. Okay. Let's hear. Let's 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 let's. let's we gotta watch this. A perfect window into our world because you. You get to hear about the the criminal guys. You get to hear about my father. You get to hear about dreams, hopes, and ambitions. And then you have a song that is hookless, which I kind of find fascinating. Do you say the song is hookless? There's motherfucker. Hopeless. You have hooks throughout the entire song. You have a chorus. The fuck are you talking about? Anyways, but yeah, my father was such a big inspiration in my life that I couldn't let it go. Like, I was very, very sick and tired of every single one of my guys in the studio this one day. So I was basically being an asshole. 
So I went and laid down on the couch and was gonna adamantly gonna take a nap. <laughs> and Rizzy Rizzy, one of the producers, came into the, uh, the Rizzy, Wait, Rizzy 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 Rizzy. What am I? He just producers? tried to sneak that one in <laughs> under our noses. Come on, I know this is before Riz became like a term, but come on, man. Living room where I was sleeping, and he just started playing the piano. He was just playing the and then I just jumped off off the couch singing once I was seven years old. We ended up dreaming up the the second half Yesterday, of my dude. life or everything that so hasn't lying. happened so far. But then he, he, what? he just dreamed up the, the world, rest of his life? Music happened. And my boys call me the little magician that I say things and write them down. <laughs> the, the that sounds like something you would say, Max. <laughs> the my boys call me the little magician. magician. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay. This well, is a deranged individual we're dealing with. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Listen, we left it we opened the prison cell and, and uh, entered his arena. Oh, and now we're paying the price. But I think that's all the Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, Go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. You can say my mom never told me, go get yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. My dad never told me, get yourself a wife or you'll be lonely. Um, that is basically two sentences that I derive off my parents' way of having he, friends. And my he sounds being like... My parents' way of being parents. He obviously has that kind of like... Pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. Yeah. Okay, so um, he says, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. And then he's just like, yeah, that's my mom's way of like, having friends what the fuck does that mean <laughs> does that... Go, your way of having friends is saying you know go go make friends like uh maybe it's like danish and like it's like, gotta like be saying, like the grasp of the english language here. like the grasp of the english like, language here like it, it's like it is strong but like not strong enough like he's got that it's like the 95 percent like understanding of the english language but there's that five percent that's still very very important that like like, I would rather hear, like, okay, I want to hear him talk in his native language about the song and, like, see if maybe stuff is lost in translation. But he may just be insane anyways. Because, I mean, with this song... <laughs> I think he's just insane. I think he's just insane. He might be. Uh, I mean, with all the lies he's told, I don't think, like, like I don't think that the truth is going to come out in Danish. I mean, they should be calling him Cap'n Graham, meaning just, <laughs> he's just, he's just Cap'n so much. Let's continue with the video. Big world, yeah. but we thought we were bigger. Pushing each other to the limits, we were learning quicker. By 11, smoking herb and drinking burning liquor. Never rich, so we were out to make that steady figure. Once I was 11 years old, my daddy told me, go get yourself a wife for you'll be lonely once i was a it's like tell your son love it. hey get a fucking uh, i think i smoked my first blunt when i was 12. um <laughs> i'm from a neighborhood called christiania in copenhagen it's an army base that was abandoned in 1970 and got squatted in 1971 by homeless people yeah how do you live in that neighborhood and junkies and criminals that's what i'm saying like, so people in neighborhood aren't like police force no street lights born no cars, there <laughs> i grew up in chernobyl dogs. I mean, it's like an autonomous zone, you know. It is, but. And when you were 10 years old, I called, you based on all the other lies he's told, I called Cap. And yeah. Faces smashed. And you remember, like, when I smell tear gas, I remember my kindergarten times. 
I always had that what? dream like <laughs> my daddy so before me. So I started writing songs. He just, we're gonna move, move past it. Move past it, Brent. About this glory, just always we're just going to leave the tear gas at the kindergartner room. Which okay. we did, we did, we did. We, I did, but he did say that when, when, when I write yeah, it Yeah, I feel like this video is just, or the annotations so came from this video. Yeah. yeah. Before the morning sun when life was lonely once I was 20 years old. He's just singing the song. My grandfather died when I was that's what they do in these videos. Oh, oh hang on. I lost there. We might be, we might be missing some important information here. Hang on a second. Yeah, sorry about that. My grandfather died when I was in Argentina, so that was like the, my first male role model that I lost there. And, uh, and it really opened up one of these, like just like when my father then died, it opened up a new level of, of writing. Just like when I got my daughter 11 weeks ago, it opened up a new level of writing. And yeah, I wrote... He's a More father. Seven hundred pages of lyrics in five months. Uh, around about three hundred songs. Um, not a, very good songs, but I have a theory. This that one's I, not good either. Have to write the right song, the wrong songs, before you can write the right songs. I only see my goals. I don't believe in failure, cause I know the smallest voices they can make it major. I got my <laughs> boys with me, at least those in favor. And uh, if you don't meet before let's... I leave, I hope I'll see you later. Once I was 20 years old, my story got told. I was biting about everything I saw before me. Once I was 20 he puts a little bit of white boys standing up in battle. Yeah. He's still singing. Old. Songs have oh, been so traveled around the world, and we still roam. We haven't talked about like the like jail stuff. Yeah, where's Without the jail? Guys, I would be another solo singer <laughs> acting like a fucking prick on stage. And <laughs> what I, I just you're acting like a fucking now. prick now. Yeah, what's the say? Learning about life. You named the band after yourself, so man. Yeah, my woman brought children for me. A crazy lyric. Yeah, that's pretty fun. That's that so is crazy. Fun. If I ever go back to Copenhagen and I go back to Christiania, I'm gonna ask all the drug dealers what y'all know about Luke Cran. Was he on? Was he on the Someone pusher block? <laughs> Some of my friends died of. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, he's it's supposed to get really sad, really get real sad, real quick. Some of my friends got shot. Some of my friends died of overdoses and stuff like that. Um, and some of my friends are in and out of jail seeking glory. So now this is <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The hard cut to some of my friends died. They got shot. Some had overdosed. Some were in jail. Uh, and some are still seeking glory. Soon I'll be 60 years old. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. They don't Years have the vocabulary or the emotional intelligence to express their feelings. Yes. I'm probably picturing a whole bunch of like Scandinavian utopia. Doesn't like they don't have that high of a crime rate, do they? I, I mean, yeah, I the police do raid this. Do raid Christiania quite often. Okay. I, I'm sorry. Like, even knowing the context of, I made a man so happy when I wrote a letter. <laughs> <laughs> like, knowing it's just like, oh, hey, I wrote one of my boys a letter while he was in jail and it made him really happy. That's such a great, like, that's such a weird thing I, to brag about. I, I kind of thought he was moment. referring to Santa, but I. <laughs> 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 Ha <laughs> ha!
<laughs> what, what, what if he wrote about Santa? <laughs> he he's just Santa. making shit up. <laughs> he's just like, oh shit, like, I can't tell people that it's Santa. Like, I have to be like, oh yeah, where are my feelings? Yeah. He, is, he is a big capper, so. Oh, I, I hate, I hate my fucking dad every winter. He'd, he'd come down the chimney with a bunch of gifts and thinks I'd make up for the rest of the year. All oh right. my god. Once I gave a <laughs> once I gave a gift to a kid and it made him so happy, you know. That's what Santa would say. He was writing seven years by Lucas Graham. They leave out milk and cookies. <laughs> I can't believe his dad never told him go get yourself a wife or you'll be lonely. Oh my god. My father died of a heart attack when he was sixty-one years old in two thousand and twelve. And then that was was what you can call a cataclysmic event in the life of Lucas Forkhammer. Um yeah, he was my Wait, did he just reference Warhammer? No, he no, referred to himself name. in third person. Okay. And um, inspiration. And if I had had a weaker father, I would be in jail now. So what? How do you My dad was such an alpha that he kept me out of jail. What the hell? Will I have a lot of children who can warm me? Think the world is cold, or will I have a of children who can warm me? So what does that I mean? I think it's something about grandchildren, but like, it's the weirdest way of phrasing it. This is one of the worst songs of all time. I told you. But learning, learning, I've learned so much about this song yeah, and about and Lucas it's made Fortune. it even worse. I mean, I don't know if it's made it worse. It's, it's stuff a bit more interesting. Oh, yeah. I feel like he legit has spent through more shit than most of today's rappers, and no one really knows. Lots of new respect, though. This is the most honest and heartbreaking breakdown ever. Oh, my God. This is the most honest and heartbreaking breakdown ever. This is This is the stories we need. Oh, my God. If what? I had a weaker father, I'd be in jail now. The amount of self-awareness just to grasp with this concept is amazing. There is definitely a reason why he is such a good songwriter. Oh my god. It's funny how he sings with such emotion, but talks with none. Jesus Christ. Okay, we got it. Lucas has, has come up with a harder upbringing than these tough guy rappers. I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god. Okay, let's... Let's... Okay. I don't know if I can do anymore. Okay, we're not gonna do. I, we we gotta move on. That holy yeah, shit! Yeah, we spent a lot of time on. Boys got out of jail for the fourth time. <laughs> we're just skipping that too, I guess. Like we can. At least Seven we don't have a joke. How do you? Multiple guys got out of jail for the fourth time together, holding hands. At least we don't have like, the justice system like America, where you get thirty-five years for doing nothing. She, I, mean, so wanna, I mean, I mean, shit. If, if these guys are in and out of jail, I mean, maybe I don't know. He doesn't want to call America's his one friend system. that can't can't stay out of jail. Like when the teacher hands you your report card with it face down. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Okay, we gotta. Yeah, let's. We yeah, gotta move yeah. on. This is this too much. There, there, this this is okay. Lucas Graham is a deep, deep well, oh, and I don't know if we God. can. We've already divided in way too far. We need to come up for air. How how long have we been like talking about this this particular 
Uh, yeah. I think we might. We're at like may, easy 45 minutes at this point. Maybe not 45, no, but at least oh, we're over, 30 we're, minutes. We are over 45 minutes of the recording, and we have only talked about three songs so far. Including <laughs> 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 probably a half an hour on the Lucas Graham. So let's keep it moving. Let's, let's keep it moving. Our next song from A Great Big World, Say Something, featuring Christina Aguilera. Yes. And I gotta say, Christina, she came on this song. <laughs> What's, hang on, mad me, as hell. Mad as hell. Fat, Rat nasty, and broke. <laughs> she just—I I don't think I've heard a single I tried to like this, song since this one. I tried to like this band for a bit uh, in high school because the girl I had a crush on was into it, and then I learned they were a lesbian, and then yeah. I mean, hey, as as as, <laughs> as I, ab- I listened to this band too much in high school. My story about this song is that um, a boy I was dating in high school, I went for spring break. I went to his farm in Georgia and we woke up early one day to go fishing. And everyone the night before he like didn't want to hook up with me and I was really sad about it. And we were like in his truck getting ready to go fishing the next morning. And this song came on the radio and I was like. This is so relatable. Like, <laughs> I feel this so hard. Again, I mean, he, he needed to say something, and he didn't. He didn't. Really, he didn't. These, these two guys are huge. Owl uh, City Voice had a big they moment get... in the early 2010s, late 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> like, who are... I don't think... I can't think of a single song that they've written besides this. And also, I don't think Christine Aguilera has done a whole lot since this song either. That's not, like, the voice. I mean, yeah, this song is a, is a total one-hit wonder. Like, this mm-hmm. band is... They they have... I'm, like, they have stuff that streams well, but, like, it's this song. Like, that's it. This is the only song they have that, like, mm-hmm. actually matters. Uh, and it's not and very good. And went crazy and, on this one. Ooh, yeah. And then Christina, you know, like, it was like this and moves like Jagger and then like had that uh, Bionic album that came out uh, I mean really Bionic was a big flop record and like she just never really recovered after after that like this mm-hmm. and the Maroon 5 song were just kind of flukes and since Ooh, then back to basics Mwah. that was an excellent album I, I lived on that album mm-hmm but she's still at it. She put out a, a, a record uh, last year. It looks like all all in Spanish. So you know, okay. trying to trying to hit that. I mean, like I said, it's a popular market right now. So get it while you can. I, I guess I'm realizing I don't I don't really know how she ever became famous in the first place, and that's not me like knocking them. I just don't know. I mean, just one of those like like pop stars of the '90s, you know, gotcha. like got discovered like i think maybe was doing like mm-hmm. some like modeling or acting got I discovered she was in, like, i thought she was one of the mickey mouse club people. she might have been the mickey mouse club i'm trying to remember if she if she was one of the many people they they got from the mickey mouse yeah club. like britney spears and justin timberlake yeah. like i'm like that is a genuine question guys well, yeah or listen from what i've heard the mickey mouse club is kind of like the 27 club for like gen x a huge range okay yep yeah she was on the mickey mouse club so that, that's how is. she discovered that's crazy yeah. so much talent mm-hmm. came from one she was clubhouse. in the emoji movie i, I emoji i'm movie. really upset i missed that when it came out in theaters <laughs>
and there there it is say something i'm giving up on you it's 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 a boring nothing song uh i just want to note that the uh the guy in the band here the singer uh again of course i was looking up photo i was looking up photos of him uh that man's hairline was uh hanging by a fucking thread when this song came out uh because i remember he's it's a huge red flag. They're both red flags. Yeah. It, it makes me very uncomfortable to like wear polo. Like sometimes you like see other people wearing stuff that you wear sometimes and it's like, oh, I don't know about that mm-hmm. anymore. And that's how I feel about wearing like a, a fun little polo after seeing this. It's crazy, photo. though. This song was like so ubiquitous at the time. It was yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look at this hairline. The hairline here. He is. He it's is struggling bad. to keep keep this hairline. No wonder he he shaved it not long after the song came out. Well, also, it's uh, like no wonder it's so sad. Like he knows what's coming. <laughs> and I was so yeah. sad when my high school boyfriend didn't want to have sex with me at his farm in Georgia. I mean, again, like here's the thing. That is, I mean, like, I don't want to put, you know, like I said, here's the thing. Consent is important, <laughs> all that stuff. No one is disagreeing otherwise. But look, mm-hmm. in, if you're in, in high school, in high what? school, if if any, like, if my girlfriend or any girl that I was attracted to was like, hey, I want to have sex with you, I'm jumping on that shit right away. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. so to say no to that, I mean, hey, like, and that that man was. That's why it, again, it, it really hit in the truck in the next morning. <laughs> I mean, that man just—he's really like focused on that fishing. He's wow. got to go fishing, you know. Look again. Yeah. Of course, I come fast. I fish to catch, you know. <laughs> that's like, come that's on. Women so want me fish, fear me. That's so true. Uh, oh my god! Literally, like he needs that hat. It's like women want me fish, fear me. I do. I do have uh, the uh, the fish, and I have uh, formed an uneasy alliance against women. I do have that shirt that I bought as a joke because I got a I got an Amazon gift card for like $15 and I was like what is the dumbest shirt that I could wear to Pitchfork Fest in 2022 <laughs> I bought that shirt I bought a hat uh, that says uh, women want me the minds of fish are unknowable but I've never worn it because I feel bad about wearing a hat with the implication that women want me in public <laughs> you should give it to me I'll wear it okay no yeah, give it put Sarah. it in your hinge no, profile I'm down. no like because even though it may be true it's just like I don't I don't want to advertise it <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on to to our next song. We're back to the Pooth, ma- back to Mr. Pooth. <laughs> One call away from Mr. Charlie Pooth. Oh, yes, that's too close to me. Go away. <laughs> I say as Max walks this, out of the room. <laughs> this man, this man here, again in his most desperate for pussy voice, was fucking singing his heart out on this song. This man was so desperate. He was, again, nice guy, so desperate for that fucking <laughs> pussy, like crazy. Like, I'll like I'll be your Superman. Like, come on now. I Although that, only that does one make me think. Away. Only one call away. Although the Superman Superman line made me remember one of my favorite moments because I've been doing I've been watching or rewatching a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and the episode uh, where Dennis dyes his hair black and <laughs> D is like you look like Superman. He's like, oh, yeah, he's the original, right? Uh, and, I, and I feel like Charlie Puth is... I, I feel like Charlie Puth is probably like a real-life Dennis Reynolds, you know? Like, I don't trust mm-hmm. this man whatsoever. Uh, he made once, like one or two songs I really like, 
off the uh, the voice notes record, but since then it's been uh, all downhill from there. Uh, he start he started downhill, went up with those like two songs, and then back downhill from there. Although still, I don't know what to do with this guy anymore. Like, oh, that's Selena Gomez song is a banger. He'd be the guy that like would be like begging for sex, and you would say like. No, babe, my parents will be home in five minutes. And he'd be like, let's go. What? And I'm on the Fast 7 soundtrack. Let's prove what it. There was like... Cookie Sex or uh, a hip hop song. <laughs> there was like a shuttle bus on my college campus that, you know, would drive a loop around campus like all night. So mm-hmm. you could go to the home from the library, safe or whatever. And one time I was on it by myself and the bus driver was listening to the song. And I was like, respect. <laughs> heard that. Heard that. Are we going back I mean, it, to the Charlie? We're, we're, we're gonna we're, yeah, we're gonna find an, another old one. I, I just gotta say, with this song in particular, like, and really this like era of Charlie Puth, he was very much like trying to like emulate the like kind of classic, you know, fifties, sixties, like kind of doo wop pop, but like without any swag whatsoever. Yeah. This white boy had he no is swag. He's one of the most swagless individuals whatsoever. of all time. Again, I would fully agree. The man has no swag. He pretended to have swag like once, and it kind of worked. And but again, it was it was an act. It was a facade. The man, the man has no drip, no swag. Uh, he's engaged. He, he got engaged recently. Congratulations, Charlie Puth. Although he mentioned that he and his uh, fiance uh, grew up together, apparently. Uh, and would you like to guess the age of his fiance and how old he is in comparison? Oh, Ooh, she's like ninety-two. She's 22. Oh, no. All right, 22. That's Max's guess. Who? What, what, what are the numbers we I got I said here? 19. She's 20. 19? She's 20. Okay, you guys are all wrong. She is 24. Okay. But Charlie Puth is 31 years old. Okay. And mm. saying that you guys were childhood friends or like you grew up together, mean? seven-year age difference, that's a little, a little, I little don't odd. like that. Little is odd. She li- is she like his best friend's little sister He's from New Jersey, or? so... Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. It runs. It runs in the family here. He's oh. the hungry. Oh, he's still got he's that the hungry guy, right? Wait. Yeah. He, did they get engaged <laughs> the like today? Guy? No. Yeah, this yeah, came out today. He got engaged. Oh, I'm hungies. <laughs> oh my god. Well, congratulations. Nope, that ring is ugly. Never mind. Yeah. Shouts. I see the the diet code. Wow, John Legend yeah. commented, "Congratulations." You, you, being you. a celeb blogger must be so cool. You just get to read Instagram comments and like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's that's the new paragraph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Uh, we got right. more songs. Uh, oh my god. Okay. Now, I did. I did already say that Seven Years is amongst the top five worst songs we've ever talked about on this podcast. This song is also in the top five. I would say of the or the worst five. It's Let Her Go by Passenger. Uh, this song, I fight or flight. I yeah. my I enter fight or flight mode with this song. Yeah. Like I hear those stupid fucking like baby ass guitar chords, and I just immediately want to like fight somebody. And and that somebody is is uh, the passenger man himself. It does kind of uh, sound I, like I the beginning this. of like a nursery. Dude, guy. this Foy. I'm looking at the own Spotify page. This Foy Vance guy in the related section. Deeply unsettling. Yeah. I I used to listen to this album a lot with 
my ex. And that is... I, I haven't gone back to it since. You probably should. Because it's just, it, it's just a major ex thing. Like, I loved it at the time, but now I'm like, uh, I, I've got better taste yeah. now. Okay, I just gotta say... I, I, that doesn't apply to men, though. I, I just gotta say... So the the, the, yeah, the first British the first too. lyrics, the chorus, again he he says the lines only know you've been high when you're feeling low, only hate the road when you're missing home. He doesn't pronounce all of home. He doesn't pronounce it very strongly. So it sounds like he's saying only hate the road when you're missing whole, and that is <laughs> uh that's not that's that's yeah. weird, buddy. That's weird, uh, especially when the next line is only know you love her when you let her go, like. Damn man, she's only a hole to you. That's that's fucked that up. Fuck, that's fucked that's up, bro. fucked up, missing Mister Jerk. I know I said that "See You Again" was like the synthesis of this playlist, but I feel like the lyrics of this song really epitomize what what we were going for here. I would like agree. Just the most empty, meaningless, nothing. Y- yeah, someone that feels sad and can rhyme two lines together make a couple couplets but like there's no real form of coherence it's just a lot of like no bad lyrics slapped onto a wall and just hoping something sticks and in a lot of cases like if you have a catchy melody and relatable enough lyrics uh, you can't have a hit on your hands it's not impossible it can happen to you too it happened to Lucas Graham I think Lucas Graham is worse than this guy. This guy, I don't think, is like gonna claim all of a sudden like his entire song. The thing with Lucas Graham is that we we can give him some plausible deniability because of the because he just doesn't have a great grasp on the English language. This guy though, this guy's he's British. He's, he's British. The, the English language. He knows the English language. Uh, he invented it. Uh, yeah. And, and he just has again. I don't know. I, I, again. Sorry, sorry. I'm gonna offend some liberals with my next comment. Good. Okay. <laughs> I I can't I can't. The only way that I can describe this guy's voice, he has such a gay-ass little voice, you know? <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I can't find a PC way to describe it. Just, it's just a gay-ass little voice. Uh-huh. He's got that little he's got that little lisp. Yeah. That little, that, little, uh-huh. that wistful lisp. Like, he's trying to sound like he's so deep. Uh-huh. I hate it. This guy's such an asshole. Yeah. I hate it. Maddie's being homophobic on the podcast. I've been homophobic a number of times on the podcast. I... No, but again, but again, someone's do you, do you, story, you can Brit, tell. Brit, Brit, do you, Brit, Brit, do you know what the gays have put me through on this fucking podcast? <laughs> I, I, I deserve, I deserve a little bit of homophobia every now and then. Um, take so they come to your house and just be like, with Madison Lee, um, stand there with a baseball bat, like, oh yes, do you like this boy genius album? <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> Which I will say, thankfully, the gays in my life are not boy genius gays. I'll say that much. Uh, I, again, uh, I'm scared of those gays. Not, not to say, I, 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 you know. If anyone in the Boy Genius I, communities listen to this episode, thank you for that. We really appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate all your listenership as viewers like you that make uh, this podcast as possible. And um, <laughs> we thank you for your continued listenership, hopefully. Um, yeah. If you're feeling bad about things, you can find me at no like Twitter. My DMs are open. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! With your hat on. With my hat on. But no, no, no. I did. I did. Is that like your Twitter profile picture? See how much Twitter. Oh, I, you can I get. don't. I don't. I don't. I don't advertise myself on that website. I don't tweet anymore. <laughs> 
I mean, that's certainly a way that people have gotten laid before. Well, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the uh, that's the Joanna Newsom forty one tactics. He never taught me any of those. He's he's a real <laughs> he's a real punk poster. I don't look punk enough. Maybe that yeah. should be the episode. Make me look punk. You should have been on the fucking. You should have been on the episode we just did, where where we learn how to be punks. Which Max is a great video. That you know what we're gonna. This is a this is a great video, Max. Uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this to you. I'm gonna send this video that I watched the other day, and it really taught me a lot about how to be punk. And I think uh, you can learn oh, a lot no. from it. Uh, oh no! So, sorry for the people that listened to the punk episode we did. I'm ber- I actually no. This is oh, a, what about the no, beginners to punk rock with the furry? Okay, I just remembered. Okay, so the, the episode we did that, on punk that was a bonus yeah. episode. I believe. Whoa! Was it a bonus episode? Let me. That's check. a crazy. You. I'm. Don't look at the YouTube name of that video. Oh, Wait, what, what was no. the? Was there another one? Yeah, the the the. Uh, the nah, just, just no. don't. Okay. Oh, there's beginners. Oh, yeah, here we go. How cast? How to be punk? How to you, be punk. you can learn a lot from this, Max. You don't have to have something to rebel against to be a punk. You just have to look like you do. You will need. Punk Why music, does that guy look like he was a loser? Clothes, <laughs> punk accessories, multiple piercings, and tattoos. Okay. Audio, okay. Bright makeup. Step one. <laughs> pick a punk subculture. There's straight edge punk, glam punk, crust, ska punk, skinhead, skater punk, pop punk, goth punk, and bubblegum punk. All right, what 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 punk you picking? Well, Max? I know Ivan talks about egg and chain a lot, and I've been making a lot of eggs for breakfast. I, I was thinking about doing that. Um, I guess we'll go egg punk. I was gonna say glam or bubblegum seems fun. Um, I don't know. Skinhead seems a little bold for me, um, <laughs> so I'm gonna pass on that one. Um, yeah, some strong. All right, we'll go. There. We'll go. It, it will go. We'll go egg punk. That's like crust punk. Uh, you know, like. It, is egg, egg, is, is egg I, the one that seems like punk music, or is Chain the one that seems like punk music? This isn't one of them, like sneaky punk or whatever. I don't know, but for now, you said bubblegum punk. We're gonna grab bubblegum uh-huh. punk. Let's keep step two. Let's keep it rolling. Play punk music loud. Okay. There's classic punk like the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, and current punk like Blink One Eighty Two or Good Charlotte. Step three: <laughs> wear punk clothing. Horizontally striped shirts, leopard print tights in candy colors, super skinny jeans, tight tees printed with names of obscure bands, and black leather. Step four, accessorize with safety pins, lots of zippers, spiked wristbands, bondage buckles, bullet belts, chokers, and chains. All right, Max, you got you got all that so far? No, I don't. Step five. But, I mean, I could get them. Amazon is clicks away. Or combat yeah. Go to Google Images and punk mm. clothing websites for ideas. Step <laughs> Have your hair so cut you into go. a mohawk and dyed in different rainbow colors. Or shave your head. Step seven. Have something on your face. And I remember I spiked my hair for my trying to get like a mohawk for my third grade picture. But I just like ran gel through it. So it just looked like I like I just ripped my head up against the pillow for a minute. I, I did the same, Max. So you're, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Every white boy thinks they can do it once. Meet your peeps at Truly. concerts and look angry. Or just hang How are there nine steps? I feel like being a punk. Did you know I feel like punks don't have that many rules. 
Yeah, it's very it's yeah, this this is very unpunk. Maybe 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 this tutorial was was a bit of a waste, but I think I think just ask Ivan and Ivan will Well, ask Ivan, ask Grant, ask Gavin. You have many many punks no, no, in your no, no, life, no. Max. I feel like more of a punk now because I don't want to follow their damn ass steps. Ooh, so there you go. Yeah. There you go. You're now you're I'm gonna, now you're I'm getting gonna it. Watch this beer can. Now you're getting it. Uh well, uh our next song Let's 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 keep it rolling. Our next song is from Lewis Capaldi, "Someone You Loved," and uh, this this oaf, this British oaf of a man, and it's beautiful, sad song. He he just looks like he always has the meat sweats. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was telling Max earlier, my group chat with my college friends used to be called Lewis Capaldi hate Cal. <laughs> Why did I think that Louis Capaldi this entire time was black? Like I've I've never seen a picture you of this guy. He was I've black? never listened to any of his oh. music. But I like whenever I heard it, I was just like, oh, he's black. And then I never. So so Brit, so Brit, so you you'd be like Colonel Tom Parker. He's white. He's white. He's white. He's white. He's white. I just gotta say, Brit. Okay, we can't just move past that. I'm sorry. We gotta. We just gotta. <laughs> We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do a, we gotta do a type five on this. Britt, you thought that Louis Capaldi was was black? This is one of the whitest sounding men I have ever heard in my entire life. I've never listened to any of his music. I never looked at a guy. I thought he was like. Do you not know who Peter Capaldi is, Britt? No, I've actually like never heard this song before. Until like that's earlier. it. I, I, he never won anything. Just like um her. I think that that's also an industry plan. I could, I can't point out a single her song, whereas I can't pick her out of a lineup. Oh, I, this is the first I'm looking at this guy. It, it. And whenever I see Capaldi, I've like completely ruined my brain, and now I just think of Peter Capaldi from Doctor Who. So now I'm like, like, this man is the most generic-looking man ever. I will forget what he looks like, and I will go back. He looks pretty. He <laughs> looks pretty good, and like the album art honestly and maybe that's like saying a lot but if you just google images lewis capaldi it is probably one of the least flattering like set of celebrity images i've ever seen for someone it, it's guy. it's truly shocking and i'm not like trying to like maybe i, I don't really want to shit on his appearance that bad but like surely there are better pictures out there than the ones that google images is providing like i said he's just the algorithm just chooses to pick the least flattering ones. Why not? Like I said, he's just kind of... He's Scottish? He's Scottish. Yeah. What on earth? That, that is not a flattering picture at all. So my Siri got set off for some reason. It's only 26. I know. It's it's a... I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to say no. anything mean. It's, I don't want to no. say anything too mean. It's a, it's a, it's a, I'm not going to say anything mean either. As someone else that's 26... You know, like I, I, you know, I feel like you could say for me, like, oh, he's. I, I, you could say that I'm a rough 26 at times. I ain't as rough as Louis Capaldi. I'll say that much. Yeah, but like I was, I was talking to Sarah in the car earlier today. It is like because there are multiple British men that are kind of in this lane. I feel like we don't have a lot of like frumpy pop stars in america these days at least like young ones i guess we have some older ones mm -hmm. uh but like i feel like in the uk it's possible like ed sheeran does not look like he would be one of the bigger pop stars of the world but here here he is on top of the world 
So like, you know, maybe maybe they're more accepting than we. we, 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 we. No. I don't think I don't think that I don't believe that. I, I mean, they're 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 again. They they will allow uh, kind of oafish men to kind of make it big as pop stars, but you oh, know, he has Tourette's. Yes, nothing to. <laughs> not much that. Uh, let's keep yeah. it moving. I, I will actually. I do want to talk about the song for for a second. I so that's this is a song that I I actually kind of like I, I would say like I had a lot of people that I respect that really didn't like this song and I would kind of agree with them but like I I couldn't go all the way I, I there is something here that I kind of enjoy like I do think of these like I, I generally don't like piano ballads I'm not a I'm not a ballads guy you really gotta win me out like with a ballad you have to do so much extra work to win me over and you know he's he's just throwing so much out there with his voice that I kind of you know there there's there's an emotion there that feels real and relatable I'm like you know what I kind of I, I respect it. I get I get where you're coming from it's it's just the opposite of that soy passenger um exactly like no the emotion, no I, I get what you mean like he's really putting his ass into it the emotion in his voice makes up for the lack of emotion in the lyrics exactly it's very basic lyrics but you know he's he's rent given was, his all. rent is due every month rent was due rent was due but uh when, when we're talking about these these sad british men of the 2010s i mean really not even just british just these these sad you know white men of the 2010s I mean, it really all starts with this next guy, and that guy is Ed Sheeran. Here is the A Team. This song is uh, this song is a doo doo that came out of my my ass. I don't like this song. <laughs> like this was the one everyone was like, oh, like he used to be so like, oh yeah, like Ed Sheeran he used to be so good. And they'll refer to this song, and it's like this song sucks. <laughs> like this song sucks so much. If you were on Tumblr in 2012. You know, this Alvamar, he very much looks like a, a rogue sprite art in like from like a 2005 game in this album cover. <laughs> this is also one of the songs that like, you know, when you first turn your car on, it plays the first song in your library. Oh, yeah. This yeah, and yeah. A-Punk, I feel like are the yeah. ones that I hear about the most. Mine is uh, Adore You by Miley Cyrus from Bangers, but... the like the guitar hitting like the guitar tapping as like yeah. part of the rhythm very uh very jack johnson-esque oh, i feel absolutely. like there are a lot of, a lot of early grade, here like, in cribs this song's about heroin yeah it's it's about this like basically like a homeless person that he kind of knew you know that's like kind of manic pixie af very manic pixie Ma- very manic pixie pixie That would be an interesting life experience to have. Have like a manic. Finish that thought. Finish that thought, Max. <laughs> I'm I'm chilling. I'm good on that. One. Uh-huh. 
the girl uh, Sharon is singing about is addicted to drugs. Yes. Thank you. It's all cocaine, nothing like that. It's really not that interesting. This is a boring ass song. I have no commentary on it because I just can't stand it. Mm. I, I would agree. See, I just yawn there. The song is like, here's the thing. This song is, it's not interesting enough to get mad about. Like, compared to, like, other Ed Sheeran songs, there are much worse Ed Sheeran songs than this that are, like, that I could go on about how much I dislike or just, like, things about it that piss me off. This is, like, I can't say this song is harmless because uh, it is touching on a very sensitive subject of drug addiction and doing it very, very clumsily and awkwardly to the point of, maybe being borderline offensive uh, to the struggles of people going through the stuff. Uh, but, you know, he was young, so I, I can, you know, he's pretty young when this came out, so I, I can only, you know, I can only get so mad. There are like four or five songs on this playlist where they just sound like too genetically engineered to at least like try to be played in coffee shops, like primarily. Oh, yeah. And like when I hear those, it's hard for me to engage with them on any sort of level, even just like listening to the lyrics and trying to pick them out outside of like looking them up myself. It's so hard to mm-hmm. discern any of it just because my brain is so like presumably just not used to picking up that kind of song at all. And yeah. I know what this is. This is the white boy version of of CDs that Starbucks would have like in that little rack right by the register yeah. um, for like impulse buys and you would just you would never buy any of them because nobody buys Ed Sheeran albums from a fucking Starbucks yeah which I just gotta say we're gonna pause the song I've said this He's many a time 32 Fuck. I know uh, I just gotta say uh Again, looking at Ed Sheeran, I, I again, there there is nothing behind those eyes. Those are dead eyes. There's nothing behind there. Mm-hmm. Like I I look at photos of him and I just go, he there's nothing there. Like And it's cuz Ellie Golding didn't love him back. That's so true. Uh also mm-hmm. has some of the worst tattoos I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh like mm-hmm. What are these boxes? Ah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't that. like that. Oh. I really hate that. Yeah, that's kind of, I guess maybe for cool. like, for again, so the, okay. So in this photo we're looking at, uh, it's a, it's a back tattoo that has, uh, the, there are four photo frames. Uh, two of the photo frames have baby feet. Uh, there's two of the photo frames that are empty. So like this man is planning to have four children. Like that is, that's like, that is what I'm going to do. That is the goal. Like, that is, you know, like, instead of just being, you know, like, oh, hey, maybe, you know, we'll figure it out. Like, here's the thing. The the photo frames existed before because he, I guess, when, when he had his first child, it looks like he put, you know, three, you know, four photo frames are there. Like, this, again, I cannot get into it. This man is, uh, this, oh, my God, look at how bad. Okay. Just, just look up Ed Sheeran's tattoos. And, again, dead eyes the worst tattoos I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, the line on the chest, Jesus Christ, this man, this man is a father. He's a, he's a father. Insane. 
Let's keep it moving, though. And so is Lucas Graham. And so is Lucas Graham, Uh, (laughs) which is, man, that kid's going to have a weird fucking upbringing with Lucas Graham as his father, like telling all these stories like, yeah, my dad, uh, you know, he told me, you know, I, you know, I got to be a good father to you because if I, if I'm not a big alpha man, you're going to go to jail because I grew up in uh, (laughs) autonomous. This is, this is a, this is just a Minnesota accent, to be clear. Okay, and what, but, what I don't know. I, I think again, it's a what, good Minnesota accent. That wasn't intentionally Minnesota, but I'm glad to hear that. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mention it when we were talking. But, my ass on Fargo. but the the Danish accent in English is very off putting. It's a very odd flow. Yeah, we did like the syllables. It's like a, a horse clapping. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't really. I didn't really get a chance to say that when we were watching the 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 genius video. But it's like, man, this guy's voice is like very distressing. I do not. Again, fight or flight mode. This is not great. But <laughs> I told I I haven't heard these last two songs before either. So I like they're and they're also just nothing. Well, I mean, one they're just bland. Nothing. Well, well, song. one is a song. The last song on here is a song we we talked about on a bonus episode. But I'm happy to talk about it again. It's been it's been long enough. Are you? We we talked about uh the the last song during it was a bonus episode of uh Five More Monsters Maroon Five. So not a mainline episode. So, but our next song though is not is not that song. Our next song is from Codaline. It's all I want, which is also a song that I had never heard, but apparently has a billion streams. And I just I was telling Max it's like a Grey's Anatomy chasing cars type. Yeah, beat. this is this this Grey's yeah, this like definitely a Grey's on Anatomy all type. The, beat. the cable shows. The, Shonda Rhimes says, <laughs> "Public broadcasting, skinny love." <laughs> this, 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 a <laughs> this is a Grey's this Anatomy a, type beat. This is a Chicago this, MD type beat. This is a good mm. doctor type beat. This album art is this album art is very on brand for the uh, kind of song they're trying to make here. I, I appreciate it. I mean, there is a place for that, and it's literally just on Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Like, that is ex- that is the that is the shelf that, that is exactly on. what I associate it with. Like this is this is like like those shows were popping the fuck off during this era, which is why like all these songs, like all these artists, like oh shit, we can't make any money on touring. Like we can barely make money, you know, we can barely make money touring. We can't really make money, you know, from selling music. Like it's all about singing licensing. So let's just make the most generic sad song possible. And maybe it's put in like a commercial or a movie and we can like rake in some money off that, you know. No, it is like a pretty impressive survival tactic that some of these bands can employ. Yes. Because this so this is very just on the face kind of like this doesn't even I don't even know if this song is like very maybe I mean maybe it's sad. Maybe we should tell it us. It was on the Fault in Our Stars movie soundtrack. The second yep, episode yep, of the ninth yep. season of Grey's Anatomy. Yup. Uh, yep, the fifth is. season of The Vampire Diaries. And there, it was surprised. featured in during the In Memoriam video of the 2021 Screen Actors Guild Awards. 2021? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Wow. The screen doesn't this isn't the Screen Actors Guild like the writers and stuff? Don't you think they'd have better taste than that? I mean, like that's the actors. Oh, okay, yeah. I guess if it's you just called them the Screen Actors Guild. Oh, 
Yeah, I guess maybe the actors have bad taste. I don't know. You'd think the actors would yeah. have good taste, but it's an in-memoriam no. video. Maybe they didn't want to overthink it. Yeah, just kind of put something this, subtle. You don't want I to think mean, about the music. You want to think about the about the people that you're memorializing, I guess. So something boring and bland and sad sounding. Copy and paste into any situation where you need to be sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I don't know, it's just... Also, I guess, support the SAG after strike. Facts. Fuck the AMTP, because they're currently on strike right now, since we're talking about Yeah, them, like, we don't really... I don't know, but the fact that it's, old, it's older on, like, this, the Vault in Our Stars soundtrack, too, like, this song is put next to, like, I think it, it's put next to a Mountain Goat song, too, isn't it? Because I'm pretty sure the Mountain Goats were on the Vault in Our Stars soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I John but Green loves the mountain with John goats. Green or something. We can or like Hank. talk over this just because like what are we gonna say? Like there's not too much to say about this song. I don't think like you hear the song and it kind of evokes the vibes of generic, generic sad hospital scenes. Mm-hmm. We we couldn't save them, Doctor. Yeah, I guess the doctor's the lupus. one doing this. Yep. Thing. Yeah, it, it's terminal. Ah, fuck. Yeah. Well. I was wrong. The Mountain Goats were not on the Fault in Our Stars soundtrack, but you know who was? Uh, Benny Benassi. <laughs> no, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> who is who is? Uh, our our boy Ed Sheeran. Oh, of course, he was. Of no, course but, he was. but John Green does love the Mountain Goats, so that was a good guess. Yeah, I I think he was on. If he wasn't on that one, he was on like a different. Maybe yeah, he was on the Paper Town yeah, soundtrack. The Mountain Goats are a character in Paper Towns. Wait, really? Well, they're like mentioned in the book. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember it. It's been like years since I've read the book, so. But oh boy, I just yeah. Believe you. Let's all right. We got one more song, and uh, we haven't talked about this guy in a while on the podcast. We even talked about the song on a bonus episode, but hey, I'm happy to talk about it again because this song was recently. I want it. Was it named by LCJ Lights Camera Jackson as like one of the best movie songs of the la- of the 2010s? Yes, and that's why I added it. We had to do surgery on this playlist, and this was that is why I added this one. Yeah, have we had an LCJ segment yet? Have we gotten to talk oh, about we did, him? No, we, we 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 went in depth on his uh, top one hundred. We, we 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 went deep on a, a couple episodes ago. I think it was maybe one of the Butt Rock number two's episode where we just start talking about the LCJ stuff. Okay, so I guess we don't need to really litigate information about him too much, even though I would I'd obviously love to. I mean, go um, for it, man. I'm, I'm it, happy. Well, to... yeah, I guess I, I can't. I, I would like to, but I know that you know, I don't want to retread too much on it. And But I think this song also kind of envisions a lot of the LCJ kind of ideal of what makes good content. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what... It, it really feels like LCJ doesn't have a North Star guiding his it, the light guiding the way in terms of like his cultural palette. Yeah, we, we need to then bring him on the podcast and just have a whole episode where we educate him and just give him a, a nice little like crash course on stuff like that that we love. Like I don't know, Death Grips, Dean Blunt, mm-hmm. um, 
get him into Dragon New Warm Mountain. I yeah, I guess you. he's like. I guess he. I guess like he has watched movies that are like conceptually challenging or something. But at the end of the day, he's the kind of. And maybe that's like how these songs get too popular. You have. You have people who are just like, oh, dude, this Adam Levine song rocks and don't decide to delve into the blue velvets of the world. And you're just like, oh, what's my favorite TV show? Oh, I watch the Super Bowl every year. That's going to be my favorite. (laughs) My brother and I went to see this movie beginning and in theaters uh, and they wouldn't let us see it because it's rated R and... My brother was not 21. I was under 17. So we had to buy tickets to see Guardian of the Galaxy and sneak into the theater to watch Ooh. this most boring, inoffensive-ass movie with Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley. The only reason it's rated R is because they say fuck like three times. Yeah. But, oh, wow. NBAA is fucked. Yeah. I will say, though, I said this. I think I said this during the episode, uh, the, the bonus uh, Five Morons episode. And I'll say it again. I like this song. I think it's good. I, I see where else like is coming too. from. Low key, low key. Yeah, here's the thing. It's written by the new Radicals guy, so it's not written by Levine, so that automatically makes it a lot better. Although, again, Levine was cooking during the early days of Room 5. He was definitely cooking with some of the writing. But obviously, you know, he lost touch. and kind of let, you know, sort of, you know, uh, you know, just generic pop writers kind of write stuff for him. But again, like the new Radicals guy, he knows how to write for Adam Levine. Knows like, hey, knows where to employ, you know, the the the, the falsetto. Knows the kind of the nice little piano notes, like going where the lower end, going where the higher end. And, you know, sometimes, you know, there's just great, great lyrics like, I saw a lion kiss a deer, you know, that just really hit hits you in the heart, you know. <laughs> Why is youth wasted on the young? Wouldn't I mean, you like to know? Facts. Facts. So yeah, true. In terms of all the lyrics we've heard today that are just vague pastiches of uh, meaning, that's not too bad of an offender. I'm oh, being yeah, honest. We, we've heard worse tonight. I think if this song wasn't sung by Adam Levine and wasn't shouted out by LCJ, it wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about it. But no, absolutely, absolutely not. not. We would completely but, forget uh, about nothing it. Nothing will by Adam Levine managed to clear five out of six songs by Europeans very comfortably. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's all I'll say. Oh my god. Alright. Uh, oh, last stars. Oh boy. Well, let, let's 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 wrap it up there. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the pod and putting out this playlist. And uh Lucas Graham, we're gonna have to we're we're gonna have to return to Lucas Graham at some point. Yeah. There, that that <laughs> is a sure. deep that is a deep well. I I, I feel like we only scratched the surface of <laughs> how insane this man is. I gotta we gotta well, do a deep dive. Yeah, we he's still making the, music. We opened the cellar door and we we heard the rumblings of a disturbed individual and we closed the door, but we didn't he's lock still there. it. He's still there, and we're gonna have to find out what the hell what the hell is lying under that cellar exactly uh well then uh hopefully you all enjoyed this episode as next week let's see what we got uh what, what do we got next week for you guys uh so of course we just put up the madonna roulette sorry that one was a little late everybody uh oh so next week we have a bonus episode so we'll be back on the uh the bonus feed oh, uh for second. for a playlist called horny the origins wait wait i might need to be on i might oh, need to be on that episode. yeah this, this is uh 
So of course we we've, we've no, dealt with some horny music before, and these are some of the original horny girls and guys. Uh, again, oh, also we did the Marvin Seuss yeah. episode, and this is a playlist by huh. our good friend, a friend of the pod, Ian King. Uh, this is gonna go crazy. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's cooking. This is gonna go crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. Just slap me in there. Um, uh, I, un- unless everyone else wants to do it. No, no, no. I'll, 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 I'll slot like you could. in. I'll slot you in right now. I, we got some. We got some. Gotta get, gotta to get do. you. Gotta get maybe get Graham. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get the crew together. But that's gonna be a bonus episode. As that's just that's just too. It's too hot for the main feed. It's too hot for the main feed. Uh, <laughs> where we talk about some crazy <laughs> stuff. But in two weeks' time, uh, Brit. In two weeks' time. We'll be back together as we will be looking at some more White Girl Heaters, Volume Two. Oh boy! Uh, and oh, it's the stuff. It's the stuff I sent. I talked to Grant about in the last White Girl Heaters, and oh man, I'm on a couple episodes yeah, coming can... up, and then I'm disappearing again for the rest of the year. Why well, not? There might be more. Again, you know, there might be more stuff. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I'm see. kidding. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, and we're gonna have a, a a special guest that hasn't been on the podcast in a little bit. Uh, Shamir will be back on for that episode. Which hey, by the way, there's a new Shamir album called uh, I would have mispronounced this, so I'm very very sorry, Shamir. Uh, if if you happen to be listening to this, Homo Anxietum, Homo Homo Anxietum, I'm pronouncing oh. Anxietum. Anxietum, I'm pronouncing it very wrong. Anxiety. I'm probably not saying very wrong. Uh, new record just came out. It's fantastic. One of my favorite albums of the year. Uh, Shamir has been on a uh, on a hot streak lately between their self-titled uh, heterosexuality and this new one. Uh, again, they've been on a hell of a run. People aren't paying attention as much as they should. Uh, it's it's good stuff. Go check it out. And uh, so yeah, we'll be back in one week time for a bonus episode. Which hey, if you want to listen to that episode. $5 a month on patreon.com slash indie heads podcast. Get that and a number of other bonus episodes exclusively for y'all. But in two weeks time here on the main feed, we we'll back with white girl heaters volume two, looking at the white girl heaters of the 1990s. But until then we will see you all soon. Bye-bye.